0: For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Claiming to be wise, they became fools, verse 23, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them up in their lusts of their heart to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and worshiped and served the creatures and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. All right. So I guess a bit of, um, recap from our last meeting. There's some things to keep in mind. If you forgot, uh, Paul is an apostle who has a special responsibility as a messenger and a teacher to the Gentiles. Um, Paul has a desire to go to the church in Rome, but has thus far been prevented, so he hasn't met with them physically yet um, Paul Paul's letters are marked by thankfulness and prayerfulness um, Paul has a responsibility to all Gentiles to spread the gospel he is not just seeking to spread the gospel to the rich uh, rather than the poor, or to the cultured rather than the uncultured, or to the wise rather than the foolish, the gospel is for all kinds of people uh Rather than some specific subdivision of Gentiles, um, Paul is not ashamed in the gospel that he is teaching. He has trusted that what the Lord has provided is truthful and righteous for our lives, and being made new in Christ is the only manner in which we can be saved from our sin. Um, Paul finished off by saying, "The unrighteousness shall, or the righteous, not unrighteous, the righteous shall live by faith." Uh, Paul is now switching themes. Uh, from that kind of introduction um, to the uh, almost to the purpose, um, and he is now showing uh, the juxtaposition between the evilness of man and the holiness of God. So that is kind of where we're at, and this is where um, this is is getting into is is the sinfulness of man is a very important theme here. Um, so. Let's get back into the text. Verse 18, For the wrath of God is revealed from all, or from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their un- unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his individual, invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world and the things that have been made, so they are without excuse." The wrath of God is revealed. Um let's talk about the wrath of God. Um God's divine judgment over the world will come. It's promised in many places of the Bible. Um He is a just judge who does not let crimes go unpunished. The wrath of God is something to be feared, because I can promise you, the wrath of God is fiery and hot. Hell is is not only torturous because of the lack of presence of God and the lack of common grace given to people in hell, um, but it is torturous because you are receiving the wrath of God poured out onto you. The wrath of God is essentially God's judgment over uh, sinners and the, the right response as a just judge. If you want to think about the wrath of God, think about Sodom and Gomorrah, where they were judged because of their unrighteousness and so fiery hot wrath came pouring down upon them that is uh, the wrath of god and you know in the book of ephesians it talks more about stuff like that of how uh, the wrath of false teachers and stuff like that is not asleep and it's going to happen and they use a bunch of or paul's the one writing ephesians and he uses a lot of old testament quotations of the people like in sodom and gomorrah or gomorrah I'm um, talking about the wrath of God that's going to happen. Um, but yeah, um, so the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. So the key word here being all. Uh, like I said, there's, there's no sin that will not go unpunished. The wrath of God is coming And it will be poured upon unrighteousness. If God lets or let unrighteousness and ungodliness go unpunished, then how can he call himself a just judge? It is not a part of his character to be an unjust judge. He is a loving father, but he is also a just judge, and he does not let utter rebellion um, go unpunished. That's, um, that's not something that he desires to do. And it's something that's a part of his nature to not do is a part of his nature to be just, um, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. So, um, another, uh, verse or quotation, uh, Ephesians 5, 6, uh, says let no one deceive you with empty words for because of these things the wrath of god comes upon the sons of disobedience uh do not let them give you empty words when the unrighteous suppress the truth do not let them tell you that god is not a just judge that is something that is very commonly floating around uh liberal uh christianity um or not i don't know i'd call a, i'd call that heretical or people who don't understand the bible that god is not going to judge sins do not let their empty words fool you the bible is very clear that god judges sins um and Larry boy put a a frowny face in um in the bible study discussion chat but uh, this is going to be it's gonna be a lot of wrath and judgment right now. But um we uh there is an upturn. There, there there's gonna be an upturn, don't worry. Even if it happens at the end. Um But yeah. The uh, the wrath of God does not sleep. It will come eventually. Um So let's move on. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. Um what can be known about God is, has, is plain to them and has been shown to them. The The truth is known to them. Um, the truth of God is written on our hearts. The law of God is written on our hearts. It says that later in Romans, in Romans 2.14. So I'll be able to expand upon it more then. But uh, the the notion that I want you to have in your mind is that the truth is made plain to them. That God has supplied the truth to them, um, not by directly saying it in their heads. I mean, obviously we have the Bible, which is God's word breathed out. But this, um, this passage here makes a bit of a different argument. But the truth is known to them. They suppress the truth in their sinfulness. Um, They lie to themselves to be comforted by their own sin rather than by the creator of all things. Uh, They seek their own knowledge and glorification above that of the creator, uh, or what the creator offers. Um, They seek to make themselves creator and dictator of their own universe while simultaneously having creature written on their heart. Um, The only way to escape the reality of the world we are living in is through sinful distortion of their own heart. God has shown us His nature and our nature, and God has shown the truth to us. Namely, being uh, at least what I'm focusing on for this portion is the creator-creature distinction, and uh, we're going to, you know, talk about um, the us giving up the creator for the creature. We have creature written on our hearts. It is in our nature. God is the creator is a part of his nature as creator uh, if you want more on the creator creature distinction go read isaiah it has a lot of stuff about the creator creature distinction um, so it is plain and god has shown it to them for his invisible attributes Namely, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world, the things that have been made so they were without excuse. So his invisible attributes, um, God's attributes have been, are currently, and will continue to be seen in that which he created. The creation of the world points to his divine nature and his eternal power. Even though those attributes would otherwise be invisible to us, God has made them visible by stamping his creation with these attributes, by him being the creator. Because God has made it plain to us, we are now without excuse. There's no justifiable circumstance to deny God. There's no lack of evidence to deny God. It is clearly shown in his creation. And this is only arguing for his creation. There is more to it in terms of evidence and Christ putting on flesh um, and coming down and dying for our sins to suppress the truth in order to say that there is no evidence is sinful and blatantly ignoring the holiness and righteousness of God. Um before we move on uh do, does that make sense to everyone is there any questions about that little section suppressing the truth and unrighteousness is kind of you know the theme of those three verses we got it you got it okay we're going to move hey. on then um All wrong. so let's move on to verse um 21 for although they knew god They did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. All right. So for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God. Um, Suppressing the truth and unrighteousness is almost is is kind of clarified here. They suppress the truth of knowing God and refuse to give him honor that he deserves. Um, we have been going through the Ten Commandments on Tuesday nights, or yeah, the Tuesday night studies, Ten Commandments for the past like you know six weeks. That's what we've been doing. And one of the things that we have covered is that, It is sinful to have a lack of reverence for God, or a lack of honor for God, to blatantly uh, throw around the name of God in a dishonorable way. Um, It is sinful for us to tell God by our actions that he's not worthy of our praise, because when we suppress the truth in unrighteousness, we are telling God that He is not worthy of praise; that He is not worthy of the honor He has as the Creator. He is not worthy of something that we have to offer because we are suppressing Him. We don't care about Him. He doesn't deserve our praise, or, or He's yeah. It's elevating the self without while degrading God. Um to not honor God is to lie about God about the character of God and his divine nature so um they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. They became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened um All the thinking and the mental gymnastics that they do to suppress the righteousness of God is futile. It's pointless. Um, And any thinking that they do from here on out, even after suppressing the righteousness of God through mental gymnastics, is uh, also futile. (laughs) They're building their knowledge on a base that does not exist. If you do not start with a solid foundation that being the knowledge of God and his attributes, then your house of knowledge will fall in on itself. um, If that be while it's on earth, or when you're faced before God, before the judgment seat, um, and receiving his wrath for your ungodliness and unrighteousness, you will be among the sons of disobedience, whose wrath is not asleep, whose wrath is very present um, they um, their foolish hearts were darkened. Their hearts are now are hard to the truth of God, and they are spiritually blind and cannot see their own destruction that their sin is bringing upon them. Or the the main chief sin in this case of um unrighteousness or denying of God in unrighteousness um which is uh bad <laughs> I don't know. that's um it's uh denying the lord is never a good thing in the bible and and has most of the time left led to the wrath of god being poured out on two people for the denial of uh, his character and his glory um so Uh, Claiming to be wise, they became fools. Um, They sit uh, in their high house made of knowledge, mocking others for wasting their time with a base made of rock. They claim that sand was much better. They had found a better way in which they don't need to rely on rocks, and uh, those other people were just silly. Eventually, they will be made fools. Their house will sink and will collapse on itself. They claim that they know uh, better, however, in light of a holy and righteous God, we can see they are now fools. If we use our sinful hearts as our basis for reality, we will always be disappointed when we realize our foolishness, either here on earth or standing before the judgment seat. Um, where it's It's going to be disappointment and then pain receiving the wrath of God. Uh, they will always claim to be wise they will always uh, try to demean um the creator thinking that they're so much smarter than everyone else because they're demeaning the creator in reality their hearts are darkened and they are now fools they uh, now are futile in anything that they do or in yeah in mean, anything that they do they come before the judgment seat they'll realize it it'll be too late which is sad and which we are why we're supposed to spread the gospel but it's um it's uh it's 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 a very sad reality that happens with the wrath of god um they became are claiming to be wise, they became fools, exchanging the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. So, uh, they sought creatures rather than the, than the Creator. They sought things that are only temporary, only bringing momentary happiness, while being left as a sinful husk. Um, very sad, very bad agreed graceful fire but um they saw a uh, momentary happiness while being left as a sinful husk uh the important thing to realize is that this is this is nothing new this is not particular to one gen- generation this is not particular to what um the church that paul is writing to it's not particular to the roman church it's not particular to any certain type of church this has happened and will continue to happen. The Israelites, they worshipped a golden calf. The Greeks and the Romans worshipped made-up idols. Just because the majority of us don't have carved images in our homes doesn't mean that we still don't give up the glory of the immortal God for temporary things. We give up the glory of God, of the immortal God in our idolatry for money, or in idolatry for sex, which uh, is something that we will cover in more depth next week, um, because it's very relevant to that, Um, or in the idolatry of self, in which we make ourselves the mortal image in which we worship. Um, There will always be something in this world which we are able to give up the glory of the immortal God and rather worship that created and temporary thing. Our generation is no different from the past, no generation has been exempt from this truth that um people will suppress the truth and unrighteousness unrighteousness and will replace the immortal God for idols, for mortal idols. Is there any questions about about that part <laughs> about um, so I guess quick summary is that, you know people deny and suppress the truth and unrighteousness and then this is what they replace the truth with and this is what happens when they replace the truth with unrighteousness they replace it with um with idols and their hearts are darkened whereas the happy news we're not at the end yet Larry boy it's at the very end okay well if there's no questions then I'm gonna just keep going um Uh, Let's see. Therefore, God gave them up in the lusts of their heart to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Okay. So, God gives them up to their lusts and their impurities. God sees man giving up His glory, His being God's glory, rather than giving honor to the things in which, which, um, and rather giving honor to the things which pale in comparison to God's nature. Um, They know the truth of God in their hearts; it's written in their hearts. And it's all around them in creation. And then there's the word of God breathed out in the Bible. And then there's Christ putting on flesh and coming down to earth and dying for our sins. Um, But they deny all of it uh, and suppress it in unrighteousness. So God then gives them up. They now go forth dishonoring their bodies in pure and utter rebellion against him. Um important thing this isn't god um ordaining sin this isn't god saying that what they're doing is okay and that giving them up is um some sort of approval stamp no god um god allows their hearts to continue to be hardened and continue to be darkened and foolish Um, It is only by God that he has grace to give us salvation and to uh, take our dead, sinful, darkened, and foolish heart and to give us new life in it. Um, But That's just an an important clarification that I would like to make. Um, Because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever amen they exchange the truth for a lie the people who suppress the truth and unrighteousness have exchanged the most valuable gift uh for crap they, they they've exchanged it for for nothing for um for the, the least valuable thing you could think of i i wrote down uh, dung in my notes that's a more child-friendly version of the the S word. We're going to keep it PG right now, but um, they um, they've exchanged what is glorifying and holy, which leads to a joy, eternal joy in God, for momentary pleasures, which leave them empty inside with no hope. They uh, now rather uh, serve the creature who is temporary, rather than the Creator who lasts forever. They've exchanged the truth of God for a lie that they have constructed in their own minds, a deceiving lie which twists their heart uh, away from God to um, to glorify themselves and whatever idols that they create. Um, so, uh, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever, amen um our creator is blessed forever our creator is holy forever he is holy forever because it is by his nature in which the standard of holiness is set forth rather than by temporary creatures who constantly change and have uh, a standard set based upon their flawed and foolish thinking um their darkened heart thinking um uh, the creator sets has the standard set by his own actions, by his own nature. It's only by God's grace that men have any goodness giving over is it God removing that grace. I agree. Um, that's a good way to put it, Mr. Rogers. But our standard for what is blessed and what is holy is, is very different from the earthly standard of what is blessed and what is holy. They would use different words like that's good or that's healthy when referring to things that are uh, based upon the standard of the Bible and the standard set by God's nature are not good, are not holy, are not uh, beneficial to us. There is a reason that uh, these verses paint uh, being turned over to our own desires and our own impurities as a bad thing. Whether we see it in this life or not, the wrath of God is what will let us know that what we've been doing has been wholly and utterly impure. So, um, I said there was there was a happy ending, and we've been really only talking about wrath for this whole time, and about what happens to uh, the sons of disobedience, or the unrighteousness, or the ungodliness of people. Um... So here is the upturn. For the upturn, we have to point later into Romans. Um, I'm going to urge you not to be disheartened by all of this. Unless you are in sin or denying God, then I would encourage you to be disheartened by all of this. Because uh, it would kind of be talking, if if you're not a Christian, definitely talking to you. If you're in sin, it should definitely make you feel guilty about your sinful ways currently. Um, But Paul is making a very explicit difference between a a holy creator and a sinful creature who attempts to suppress the holy creator, which we have all done it at some point. This um, passage has referred to us. We were just like this before being made new in Christ. We are given a new identity in Christ. And this old identity, this sons of disobedience identity, this unrighteousness identity, this ungodliness identity has been crossed out because it is now dead. And we are made new in Christ and we are given new life in Christ. We are now sons of God rather than sons of disobedience. Um, And that's that's. That's the uptick for all of this. The uptick comes later in Romans 5.9, which i we're obviously going to expound on it more um, when we get to there, but this is what um, the eventual juxtaposition will lead to, is since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. We have been justified by the blood of Christ. Uh, Christ has already taken upon the wrath of God for us. Um, We are without an excuse for our sinfulness, that is very true, but now we are made new in Christ and we are now in Him. He is our justification. His sacrifice on the cross is our salvation from the wrath of God. And like I said earlier, the wrath of God is something that is to be feared, but now what does that mean for us, that we are now children of God rather than children of disobedience? What do we do about this great gift that we've received? We should now have thankfulness and praise to Christ for saving us from the burning hot wrath of God. Give thanks and praise to God now in all that we do because of what he has done for us. Um, The uptick is to kind of almost, you could also see it back earlier in Romans 1, is to live by faith, to live by righteousness in faith. um, From... The day that we are a Christian to the day that we die, each day should be marked by thankfulness, faith, and just prayerfulness. That is what was addressed in, in those in those few verses in Paul's introduction, um, and that is something that we should strive towards. While being made new in God. And obviously we are going to stumble and we are going to fail. But we have to ask for forgiveness and repentance in God. To continue to make us more reflect Christ. To continue to make us as righteous as we can possibly be on earth. And then when we get to the judgment seat. Rather than being a son of disobedience where we're condemned. We are now a son of God. And we'll uh, say welcome home. Um, and that should call for thankfulness because it's not by our own doing. It is that We have nothing to offer in salvation. It is something that is just purely given to us. We are now the bride of Christ in heaven. Um, I don't know. That's kind of all I've got for tonight. If you all have... Any questions or anything? I kind of had to chop up this um this last bit of Romans because it was it was just a bit too many verses long, and I'd rather do two short uh short sessions than like one like two hour session pretty much um but yeah, y'all are free to use your microphones or whatever. I will read the questions what we are free okay that's not quite a question but, not, I, but I, no. I i i agree mr rogers here i think he was saying we're free from sin oh come on the long sections are awesome they are but it's just so much prep work it's um i don't know that's like a good eight or um, closer to 10 pages of notes if i'm doing all of that because this 30 minute session is like four pages of notes. After Romans we speed run bible. <laughs> we can we can try it. None of these are questions. <laughs> now these are questions, so let me pray for us and then we can we can have memes after. I'll give it 5 seconds and if a question doesn't appear then it's prayer time. Looks like graceful fire has something. He stopped typing. No, okay. So let me let me pray for us, and then then we can be done. Um, Lord, uh, I thank you uh, for just this time of us being able to read your word, Lord, and um, to just see uh, how your wrath is so clearly displayed in the Bible, but also see how your divine nature is clearly displayed in creation, Lord. Um, I just thank you and praise you for giving us the wonderful gift that is salvation and uh, what you have freely given to us that anything that we could offer is just filthy rags and is worth nothing lord and that you by your own uh, decision are the one who is saving us from this wrath Um, i just pray for everyone here that will be able to go throughout our weeks and be able just to read your word and to pray to you and to praise you in all that we do because we do not want to suppress your honor or suppress the praise that you so rightfully deserve. It's only by our sinfulness that we even attempt to suppress it, Lord. Um, I just pray that we'll go throughout the week just with a constant reminder of just how just holy you are, how thankful we are for the salvation that you've given to us, Lord. Um, I just pray for all these things in your wonderful, holy, holy name. Amen.